It's a film with three brains. 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 Guess who's getting some class? I'm going to college. Rodney Dangerfield's going back to school. And that's what I call marine biology. Hey, boys, here's a couple of pens in case you learn how to write, okay? When I used to dream about going to college, this is the way I always pictured it. Clint, when did you dream about going to college? When I used to fall asleep in high school. Here's a book on sex education. Let me see that, the world's oldest living freshman. Well, he left out the most important thing. Where to get it? Say it! Say it! Good teacher. He really seems to care. About what, I have no idea. Yeah, a little something for the kids. Okay, take that. It's okay, huh? I don't have any kids. No, because we're here. Get yourself some kids. We're here. Take it all, all right? What a woman. She is the teacher. I know. I like teachers. Do something wrong to make you do it over again. <laughs> what do you say you and I have dinner tonight? Actually, I'd like to join you, but I have class tonight. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? He's not just the big man on campus. Hey, folks, it's on me. Shakespeare for everyone, okay? Yeah! Uh, you too, honey. Ooh, I'd like to tame your shrew. He's the wildest man on campus. Shake it up, baby! Say when. Right after Say this drink. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, come on, come back to school. On, baby. Hello, you have reached the film with three brains. I am Cohen, just outside of New York in Maplewood, New Jersey. <laughs> I am Sean in Chicago. And it's Sam in San Francisco. Hi guys. The film we are talking about today <laughs> is uh, the 1986 uh, comedy movie. uh called back to school starring rodney dangerfield in one of his few sort of headlining roles you know he's only he only was starred in a couple of films right yeah he appeared in a few i mean like caddyshack and stuff but you know this and like ladybugs and was it easy money easy money yeah yeah that's all I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge Rodney Dangerfield fan, uh, so maybe I'm missing some. It's quite possible, but that's just all I that's all I could really think of. I think that covers it. Wow, is that crazy for someone so famous? Well, he, I mean, I think he's more famous as a stand-up comedian. True, but as a famous stand-up comedian who did have a, somewhat of a you know had a film career. Sort of. I just think it's you, weird. Yeah. What do you think? It's, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> what, do, what do you think the cutoff is for like people that remember him? Like if you're 30 years old or more? I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the 80s was, was his time. Was his time. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had bit bits and other things, but sure. for the most part. Yeah, he had it's small roles in lots of things, you know, f- from the 80s on. It's just never, s- rarely starring, you know, R- rarely headlining the film. Um, well, but I mean, it kind of begs the question, like, why do we know him? Because I didn't see a lot of his stand-up. I saw him maybe on Johnny Carson or something sure. like that. But I but mean, I this this and Caddyshack for me. Caddyshack, yeah. You know. I am a fan of his because of the stand-up comedy. Like I've actually gone back and listened to his his albums or his his shows over the years. Not all of them are great or anything like that, but he's he's good, and he actually makes it into the um, kind of the the history of stand-up comedy um, because the way he got his shtick is a little unique um, compared <laughs> to. Uh, other other comics do you guys know the story of it? <clears throat> his, i do not it's about think. his buddy right he... so yeah he was so he started performing um and what was roughly uh, he had a different name it was like jack roy or something like that for for like the first decade of <laughs> of 
his stand-up comedy mm-hmm. career. Right. And he was performing with someone else. And so the, the, the story that I read was that they're sitting in a bar after, after uh, each doing their, their sets. And they're just like, you know, things aren't really going anywhere. And, uh, you know, he's like, well, why don't we switch? He's like, I, you know, we've been together long enough. I'll do your material. You do my material. <laughs> and so that's how he became Rodney Dangerfield, the guy who was, you know, the butt of every, you know, all of his own jokes or his, his wife and, mm-hmm. you know, always that. So that's how he became that. And then it was, um, he got a couple appearances on Saturday Night Live. Um, you know, he, he, he did the, the I get no respect a little bit before that. Then a couple of appearances on Saturday Night Live, and then a couple other shows, and then 1980 was Caddyshack, and that really put him out there. That and he's the same character. He's just this you know kind of obnoxious, twitchy, wide-eyed guy who spouts off one-liners. That's pretty much <laughs> what he did the whole movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that and that sort of brings it back around to why he didn't headline more films or appear in more movies. I mean, he appeared in a lot. He didn't headline very many. Meet Wally Sparks. Sparks was one. Because, uh, like, what do you what do you do with him? Yeah. You know, like, he's not a good actor at all. Right. And he, he's got a very specific kind of comedy. I mean, while I was watching um, uh, Back to School um, this time around, it was, it was kind of funny because what it felt like was someone wrote a movie around his act. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because what else do you do with a guy like him? You know, who can't really act and doesn't have any kind of range. You know, <laughs> Like he does what he does. He does it well. And it's funny, but that's all he does, you know? And I'm not familiar enough with a standup to say he never evolved, but, my exposure and my experiences, he never evolved. You know, like he was, he did what he did. He did it well. Uh, do you remember him in Natural Born Killers? Only vaguely. I only vaguely. I do remember that it was a, it was a huge departure, right? Yeah, because he was the abusive father who. Right. Was he good? The guys go crazy. People said he was good. I mean, I, I, you're asking someone who doesn't really care for the film as a whole. Oh, I don't either. So. I hate it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so I've forgotten most of it, I think. Yeah, I saw it once, it. and I was like, I don't need to. It was, yeah, me to too. To me, it felt like it was eight hours long. And, and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it was. I think I think it was back in the day it came out on, on two VHS tapes. Right. Know, stuck together. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I, always, I always sort of lamented that, uh, that Quentin Tarantino did not direct that, because it would have been a very different film. Yeah, but, shorter. Yeah. But well, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if Tarantino makes these shorter. Well, <laughs> probably not. In the 90s, maybe. Um, maybe. But anyway, um, Back to School yeah. is about a old, rich, successful man who, you know, divorce, divorces his second sort of trophy-ish wife, or just wife he didn't really get along with anyway, and, um, you know, reaches out to his sort of adult son who's in college who's struggling and decides to go visit him and while he's there he decides to stay and enroll to kind of like help his son get through school and hijinks ensue of course um so that's pretty succinct right is that accurate mm-hmm. yeah that's accurate um it's got a pretty interesting cast um rodney dangerfield you know obviously we, we've already discussed uh burt young plays his chauffeur and like best friend who everyone knows is paulie from the rocky movies um uh Keith Gordon not not so well known this and Christine are really the only two films I'm I can think of with him and I know he's done other stuff but those are the two I think of and then uh most famous is Robert Downey Jr very early in his career playing the goofy friend which he did a lot of in the early 80s yeah. um you know uh, or maybe now he's goofy friend but you know I mean it's funny it's kind of funny it, <laughs> It's hard. It's a little hard to buy him in this role because, as a young man, he's so like pretty to look at. Like uh, as I a like, human, and so you're, well, I, it, it's hard to like you know because you picture him. I always I, after seeing it, I was thinking about him in Weird Science, where he basically plays a bully. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And I, I think it, 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 to me it was odd seeing him as an outcast because someone who looks like he does, I find hard to believe would ever be an outcast in any any scenario. You know? Even with all the you know the crazy hairstyles he yeah. has and the weird clothes it's he the has. 80s, though. I, so Amy came in and I was like, oh, it's, she's like, oh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in this? I'm like, yeah. And it's back when he has the gap in his teeth. And she's like, yeah, his teeth, teeth are all messed up. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I didn't have a problem with him being too pretty for the role. I think, I don't was, know. He just like, he just looks like some sort of cherubic human. And I'm just like, I don't, I just can't believe he wouldn't fit in <laughs> no matter where he, no matter, you know. Well, whatever. I mean, you look at I, both, I mean, but both I, of these I will, guys. I will say though, yeah. I mean, he, his performance is good. He's great, you know. Like he's good. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's an, he even at that age, his talent is undeniable. You know, mm-hmm. like he his his presence is crazy. His charisma is, is nuts. Yeah. And my favorite thing about the movie is is the the sort of the 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 chemistry he has with Lou. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things about it. They're little. They seem to be friendly. You know, they seem to be friends. Uh. Two people who couldn't be completely different. In fact, I found that more interesting than like 99% of the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the film doesn't have much to go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it <clears throat> does pretty well with what it does, what it does have or what little yeah. it does have. Yeah. I, I When it was over, I thought, well, that was pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was funny. It was amusing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's like the sort of movie I just sort of I sort of smiled through, and I was like, and I kept thinking, oh, that's funny, but I never laughed. You never I laughed re- at all. I don't know. I, I maybe a few things here and there, you know. And, and mostly it's Rodney Dangerfield, you know, some line, you know. But it's never the the, the, the problem with him too is that. For me, anyway, nothing's very unexpected. Mm. You know, it it can be funny, sure, but it's rarely a surprise. I think the thing about it is, is there's a the this really to me, if if you know, you're making a film, it really separates out what it is to put in a one liner, and what it is to actually have a story that has yeah. funny jokes to it and creativity <clears throat> sure, sure. to it, mm-hmm. because. This is him just spewing off one-liners as they go through it. It was yeah. it was like the movie could have been made for someone else, and they're like, oh, "Okay, Rodney, just you know, here's your line." And he's like, "Oh, hey, I can tack on a one-liner after that." And they're like, yeah. oh, "Okay, go for it." Like every yeah. time, yeah, you know? right. Mm-hmm. And you realize after a while, like, okay, that's that can be amusing, but it doesn't. That alone doesn't hold the whole movie together. Yeah, you know. And it, it, to me, I started, you know, even though the, they're years apart, I was like, well, the other back to school movie. Um, you know, came out a decade later, or not quite a decade later, but um, the Adam Sandler one just it was seems like it's held, oh. like, held together more. You know? <laughs> You're comparing this to Billy Madison? Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like a natural comparison. Like, like yeah, okay. I mean, there's certainly similarities. But and th- yeah, this one I came up with a new category for. This is this is a folding laundry movie. Like, you to... <laughs> You're like it's on. I'm folding laundry. It's fine. <laughs> right. So, have you guys seen it before? Just in the '80s. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think this is the third time I've seen it. Yeah, I'd say probably same for me. Third time. I'm just guessing. I, I don't recall. I mean, I'm sure I saw it in the theater. I sure. I'm sure. Certainly, I rented it when it came out. Um, I remember my memory of it though was far funnier. Yeah, in, my yeah. mi- in my mind, I thought it was funnier. <laughs> I think you said you thought it was hilarious in your yeah. in your memory. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, I'm sure I did think it was hilarious. Yeah, which but is weird because a lot of, a lot of the jokes are not for kids. Most of the yeah. jokes are not for kids. Yeah. The only thing I remembered was the triple Lindy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that very well. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I remember I remembered most of it except I forgot that William um, Zabko was in it. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. So it was great. To see him was great, just because um, my wife and I have been watching Cobra Kai. Yeah. And the, and the new season's coming out soon, and we're like, we're kind of getting ready for it, you know? <laughs> we like it. It's not good, but... I mean, it's not great, but it's... Well, it's he's doing great. real it's, acting in that one, I think. Yeah. He's good in it, actually. He's quite yeah. good in it. Like he's, probably, he's probably the best thing about it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is unfortunate, not unfortunate. It's great that he's working and doing something interesting and, you know, getting noticed, but it's just, just too bad. He was pigeonholed so early on and never was able to sort of break out of that. Right. And it's funny, his character in this is like, yeah, he's kind of a dick, but he's not like an outright villain. No. And like when they, when they, and when, um, what's his his son, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Jason. Jason Mellon. Mellon. When he finally like punches him, you're kind of like, dude. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if that was really warranted, dude. <laughs> like you're a lot of line there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's not a he's not a he's not a villain per se. He's just somebody that they hate. Yeah, he's just kind of a kind of a douche, you know. He's just kind of like you know what I, you know. It's not like he's not like not like in the Karate Kid where he's a straight up like fucking right. villain, right? Like really nefarious <laughs> for yeah. a high school kid like jesus christ <laughs> so his hair is great though i loved it <laughs> well it said in the notes somewhere that he was he thought of him as a funnier he tried to do something he give him a certain walk and and the director alan metter was like um i think you gotta tone down the the funny stuff like you you're coming off too likable and you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can see that it's true he was he was i mean he wasn't exactly likable but he was really close you know right right and he threat actually the when they're in line and he's like oh you know you're you're gonna regret this and then nothing he didn't do anything but he didn't follow up on that right (laughs) it's like okay the worst thing he did was like point out to the big paint covered bully that robert downey jr was in the bar Oh, that's true. He did that. You know, and which, I mean, whatever. The guy was going to see him eventually anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of that the scenes. Yeah. That scene, mm-hmm. the two music scenes kind of define the movie for me. There's yeah. both both good and bad because <laughs> because the, the first scene it's is, terrible. you know, is terrible. It's yeah, the twist it's, and it's shout. Rough. Yeah. And uh, I get it. You know, Dangerfield's up on stage, hamming it up and doing his thing and. And then they just yeah the the football players show up and then they, it breaks into a full full out bar yeah. brawl. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the the stuntman movie we did right. a while back. Yeah. Uh, Someone with an H. What's his name? What's that movie? <laughs> Hooper. Hooper. Yeah. So, I, so the music was bad. The the weird like you know backup singer girls were just yeah. too. Just it was a very eighties in the mm-hmm. in a bad way, and then the other scene with Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo at the big you know the party of the year that yeah. Thornton Mellon is throwing, that was the good part. It was like oh okay you know yeah this works, and obviously they're promoting their own music, which is which is great, mm-hmm. and it, and it did seem like a real you know like a, an enjoyable party, and it was eighties, right. but it wasn't it wasn't the bad eighties. It was like the yeah. The other kind of 80s, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but, the, you know, the fact that they're in the same movie is kind of bizarre. It's like, well, did they try? Was that on purpose? Or they just don't, they're just like, oh, I'll just throw in some music here and some stuff there. And well, was the first band, was that a real band? Was that anybody? Or is that just a bunch of dipshits no one's ever heard of? I don't think it was. No, I guess in the latter. Because in 1986, Oingo Boingo was still pretty popular, weren't they? They were mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. yeah. And Danny Elfman was coming off of. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He had scored. I think that's the first film he scored, and then he did this. I think he yeah. he did the score for this as well as appearing with the band. So I mean, maybe it's just a difference of having a real band and just having actors playing a band. You know, I mean, which makes sense, of course. Yeah, it's not just the music though. It's just like the whole vibe of the scene, the way they yeah. shot it, and the way that. Whereas, no, you're right. You know, you're one right. was the, totally set up for for screwball comedy, and one was yeah. like, oh, you know, we're actually trying to set up a party. Mm-hmm. College atmosphere here, right? <clears throat> yeah, and I the never characters heard, can come I, and go from that party. I never yeah. heard that song before. That Oingo Boingo song they were playing—that's a good one. A dead man's yeah. party. Yeah, I didn't know it. Oh, that's weird. Who could ask for more? Yeah, <laughs> your body at the door. Yeah, I forgot this total total one eighty here, but uh, I forgot how crazy Sam's Kinison looks. <laughs> like he looks like psychotic and just like evil like in his eyes i do remember him from the from previous viewings like him sure. screaming at, at him you know yeah in his trademark voice and say it say it you know the, yeah. right 
<laughs> I never understood why he did that, and I still don't. But yeah. I, you know, obviously, it's just his it's his shtick. Yeah. But I mean, well, him and Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah, they were the yelling comics of the eighties. You know, yeah. that was the, their thing. Did but I feel Bob, like Bobcat Goldthwait was a little just was a yeah, little was, less scream and just weird. Yeah, yeah, more weird. He was, I mean, he was screechy, and he had this weird staccato way of delivering his lines. Sam Kinison would devol- devolved into just screaming, like just. Ah, ah, ah. It's like, dude, yeah. what's going on here? Uh, so I, I didn't, like, I didn't know ahead. it. I thought just one more thing about Sam Kinison is, is you know, I remember him from the eighties. I remember that he was in the news for alcohol and drugs and had all sorts of problems. Uh, I didn't. I thought that he died because of that. <clears throat> I did not know that he was actually hit by a drunk driver, a 17-year-old drunk driver, while he was mm. on his way to go do a show. Um, so, yeah. yeah, all these years I thought he screwed himself up, and instead someone else killed him. Hmm. So I guess I didn't know that either. So my apologies to my thoughts. Yeah, well, drugs and alcohol killed him. It just wasn't his drugs and alcohol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rude. Totally. But, yeah, five days after he got married... Oh, oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Came back from his honeymoon and was driving to do a show in Vegas from L.A. and got hit outside of Needles. Jeez. I would have liked to have seen the screen test for Jim Carrey doing that character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, I think it said that, that he was turned down because he was, didn't look old enough to be a professor. Well, yeah. But... 1986, I mean... 86, yeah. What was he, like 25 years old? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty young looking. <laughs> the guy, uh, the guy, Paxton Whitehead. Is that who they wanted him to play? The, no, they the, wanted him to play no, the Sam, Sam Kinison. Kinison role. Oh, yeah. Sam Kinison role. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that the Paxton Whitehead guy who played Philip, I don't know, he reminds me of someone. I don't know. I don't know if it's just I saw him in something else once. Or, I don't know, he just, he reminds me of somebody, I don't know. Something familiar about him, but I can't place it. I had the same feeling about the love interest. Oh, Um, Sally Kellerman? Oh, sorry, uh, Jason's, the son's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry. Um, Terry Farrell? Yeah, she's in, wasn't she in like, she's having a baby or something? Who is that? Who's in that? No, that's um. <laughs> what's her name? Crap. Uh, I can't remember her name. <laughs> um, but anyway, she she is in like some Star Trek, you know, Next Generation or something like that. But and she was in the the TV show Becker or something. I don't know. She, I I just knew I've seen her face before, but I, I there was no real connection. It was just like, why does she look familiar? Yeah, I think you remember Paxton Whitehead from probably Murder She Wrote. Well, I was a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a a number of those episodes. Really? Yeah. I've never seen a single one. Uh, No, my parents were into it, so we'd watch it. You've never seen a single episode, so you don't even know. Huh. I mean, I'm familiar with it. Just never saw it. I don't think I even saw like five seconds of an episode ever. Promos and and shit. And you like murder mystery. I do? I do. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I went through. I mean, you've told us about your frustrations with I, Agatha Christie and stuff. Well, yeah. Those, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, overall, though, it's kind of an interesting cast. Um, yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, you know, M.M. at Walsh, which is, who, you know, we've had, I don't know how many times now. <laughs> oh but like Adrian Barbeau playing him. his first wife or second wife is kind of interesting. I don't know how she turned up in this. She's like mm-hmm. a scream queen from John Carpenter films and shit. You know, she's in Creepshow. Oh, yeah. Um, Escape from New York. And, and her her lover is a double up real vaguely. Yeah. The Robert right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which which movie was he in? I forget. Matinee. Matinee, yes. Yeah. Theater director. Theater. I think I'm a, he's like the um he's like the the sort of digital the AI doctor in one of the Star <laughs> like Star Trek Voyager or something or Deep Space Nine, I don't know, I don't remember. He's he's also the Android taxi driver in Total Recall. 
Is he? <laughs> yeah. That's his voice? Yeah. Huh. I never knew that. Awesome. Huh. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're on the double up, so you got the Edie McClurg. Yeah. <laughs> Edie McClurg. She is the She's stenographer. The, yeah, the stenographer. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And Ferris her name Bueller. is Marge. In the credits. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that her name, Margie, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No. No, it's Grace. 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 Right, right. <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of, uh, what am I thinking of Margie? Oh, uh. Large the, Marge? The, no, the Coen Brothers movie, Fargo. Oh. Uh, For some reason. But yeah, uh, who, who else? Like oh, Jason, another Her- one. Jason Hervey, who plays young Thornton, who was in, uh, plays Wayne in, in, uh, the Fred Savage show. Yeah. Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that. Did you notice that he he uh, grabbed his collar? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do like, it very well. But I was like, oh, I get what you're going for there. Yeah, yeah I see it. <laughs> one little bit of business there. <laughs> Ned Beatty, he's is he a double up? He seems like he should be, but I don't think he is. I mean, he he is just like just ingrained in my brain from Deliverance. Like, it, like it's going to be impossible. I mean, network. I, I think of him in, in Superman as well, but I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. he, it's hard to get past squeal like a pig and you know be the butt of that, huh, the butt of that <laughs> particular. Uh, I wouldn't call it a joke. I don't know. <laughs> it's not exactly sure. funny, but yeah. And then of course Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut <laughs> shows up with his one line. I'm looking for Thornton Mellon. Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually laughed out loud at that. Not that, but then as soon as that's over, she's like, yeah. and it's clear that you have no, you have no idea, you, you know, yeah. you have no idea what, about Kurt Vonnegut. You have nothing right, to do yeah. something like that. She, she says, whoever wrote this doesn't know the first thing about the first Kurt thing. Vonnegut. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets on the phone, he's yelling yeah. at Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. And then he's like, oh, I should have asked Robert Ludlum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of mystery well whatever um oh wait what does he do he does mysteries robert type. ludlum did yeah. the oh, born identity and all those espionage yeah but it, it said that he was uh roddy danishfield's neighbor so he must have threw that line he must oh. have added that line i mean we're not supposed to know that but that's just behind the scenes information mm-hmm. and uh the professor who has the three chimps yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's I know a double him. Up too. Oh, he is. Yeah. I recognize him, but I couldn't place him. I know him from Real Genius, but he is in Real Genius. Oh, but he's also right. in Soggy Bottom USA. Oh, oh. lord! Like, I can't believe we got a Horace, double up with that turd. Horace Maltash. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that's awesome. It was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable, yeah. Don't you do that. Indeed. Don't you do that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, boy. My God. So, yeah, the, the triple Lindy thing. Oh, my God. So, for those who haven't seen it, there's a whole subplot about being on the diving team for this school. And we should talk about the school a bit, of course. But... um and then, you know, the climactic scene, they need, they need a diver. And so Rodney Dangerfield, who used to be a diver, which I don't really buy, but whatever. Um, no, he, he was in real life. Really? Yes. Yeah. He just seems so awkward. <laughs> you know, I think of, really? I think of divers as so graceful and he seems so fucking like, I don't well, know. Doesn't, he doesn't have a diver's body, obviously, but I mean. But just like his movements, I know, I guess it's just all performative. Yeah. He's it's so fucking genius. herky-jerky. Like he does, I know. He doesn't yeah. have any elegance at all, you know? So, hey, way to go. I mean, you had me fooled. But anyway, he does this thing called the Triple Lindy, which is just... It's idiotic. Like, what? what? <laughs> There's no reason for it at all. You have to install a separate and they don't show you. They don't, they don't show the score, either. Everyone just yeah, freaks no. out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just assumed that he gets a 10. Yeah. The part. They don't show the score at all. Who knows if they won? I still don't know if they won. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, you got a real shot at winning this. We need you, Thornton. Come on. And then we don't see the score. We don't know if they won. (laughs) Everyone just freaks out. It's also kind of strange that that is the the big moment of the whole film. Like, yeah. (laughs) 
winning the swim meet, yeah. the diving meet. That's because it has been such a small part of it. Well, I mean, and what like, is it? What does it gain? Is is it? I mean, he's the bigger part is right before that he takes the big world the test, exam. Yeah, but yes. I mean, taking a test is not very cinematic and it's kind of dull. So I think they probably felt like they needed something a little more, a little more oomph, you know, and like a sports underdog moment. <laughs> perfect eighties. I think they just as, did it so they proven could, by Major League. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to do that one shot of him when he's, you know, going from board one to two or whatever it is. <laughs> What he yeah. is the close face, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny, actually. I like that part. But everything you see of it is sloppy, because how could it not be? <laughs> Going from oh, two right. two different diving boards, right. left and right, weirdly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Whatever. It's an eighties film. Who cares? Yeah, and then he does, he does a he does a backflip on the last board, and then does a forward flip into the dive. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty spectacular. But I mean, yeah, what's the point? I don't know. <laughs> I will I will say that I I probably I thought I thought it was pretty. I don't know if I laughed, but I thought it was pretty funny when Robert Downey Jr. says to Lou, he says, you know, what you never see at a diving meet people heckling the divers. <laughs> he pulls out his air horns. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. And then the mirror that. thing, I don't know, kind of cracked me up. So okay, so you didn't think, Sam. What did you think? What do you think about this? Did you think it was funny enough? Well, you said it, you said it's a, a folding laundry movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, can you it's can you give lines. us another? Can you give us another one that would compare to that? Another folding laundry movie. Yeah, like what's uh, what realm are we talking about here? Um. Uh. I think it's just you know mindless dumb comedy. I think Will Ferrell's made a lot. Oh, yeah. holding laundry movies. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I, feel like, I feel like Adam Sandler has too. Yes. Okay. And yeah. I'm not talking about their greatest hits. I'm talking about right. their sure. rest of their movies. Like, like an second, Anchorman tier. 2 or something? Or... Yeah. I don't know. What was his most recent one where he's the Norwegian singer or Icelandic singer? Uh, I still haven't oh, seen that one. I know. didn't see it either. Yeah. It's, but, yeah, it's... Eurovision. Yes, Eurovision. Oh yes. yeah, you know, semi-pro. You know, get oh, hard. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're all right. Mm-hmm. They're all that uh, that level. Um, I I I watched semi-pro again for a second time. The first time I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. And the second time I was like, you know, I don't, it's not it's not as bad as I thought it was. You know, it's it's silly. But there's some fun moments in it. You oh know? yeah, there are. But don't get me wrong. Like that's the whole thing. It's like, it's it's not folding laundry is not a, like a true punishment. You know, it's not like hey, you're folding laundry, we're gonna torture you by putting something horrible on the TV too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's not like Howard the Duck. I mean, come on. <laughs> but it's it's just one of those things where you're like, hey, I'm partway doing something else, and I'm gonna get a, a few laughs here and there, and that's okay. that's about it. I'm not looking for anything more i definitely am not invested in any sort of plot or whatever okay so you wouldn't don't do get this... me wrong because i continue to watch pretty much everything will ferrell makes okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know i just because i know that there's going to be a couple of moments in the movie where i'm like this is so ridiculous i love it you know <laughs> and so, and it doesn't always happen but close enough you know <laughs> it's just yeah but so you but it's got to be a genre thing too, right? Because you wouldn't do you wouldn't do a drama or a, something where you had to kind of pay attention to the. Okay, to I the will say that there are some kind of mindless documentaries that fall into that same category, where you can just listen to them. You don't have to watch so much, and mm-hmm. you can just just kind of do something else while it's going, and look up when you need to look up. So, we haven't okay. done a lot of, you know. So it's about the the level of concentration you need. Yeah, more than but it's the almost genre like it's the... better to have something else distracting you, because if okay. you're really sitting there to watch it and put everything you have into it, you're gonna be like, oh wait a second, there's <laughs> all sorts of things. Like I mean, there are some weird things. Like there's a weird cut in this movie where he's in the hot tub, 
he gets seen by yeah. know, Sally Kellerman. He's like, oh, wait. And he goes to gets up to go after her. And the next cut is him coming out of the building. And he's, his son's there. He's like, oh, I was looking for you. And I'm like, what? And he's like, wait, but the cut before that with his son was somewhere off punching the kid. Like, oh, um, yeah. How, how, what? Yeah. The continuity. There's no continuity, yeah. you know? But if you were folding laundry, you'd just be like, ah, oh, I must have been, you know, looking at the underwear and miss something. <laughs> <laughs> you let that slide. Yeah. yeah. Something I never noticed before was his name. I, I, I remember his name was Melon, and I thought Melon's funny, so that's why they did it. But I didn't know that his name is Maloney, and he, yeah. they don't mention him changing it. They just, you know, they cut to, okay, now he's Thornton Melon. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. We're supposed to. There was. I bet you there was a short scene at some point, and they just cut it. They cut time it. And yeah, the, it's, well, it's in all the pictures in the beginning. You can see really that, that they changed the name of the uh, store as they're going through time. Oh, uh, I thought it was yeah. right away. It was said Melon. No, in the beginning, in the, in the black and white pictures, it starts okay. out as Maloney. Okay. Is that when it's just the little shop, and then when it when they're going through the pictures and it changes, it becomes bigger. It, it, the, the sign changes, becomes bigger, and become melon. Because I was like, "How come it's melon and not Maloney?" As I was watching it, and then I right. realized, like, "Oh, they switched it." Right. Um, at that point. I mean, I I I feel I have a fond feeling about this movie, and I can't really mm-hmm. explain it. But I but there is definitely things that that you know, are not great for me. Like the, you know, the constant fat jokes for like the first 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Even though, yeah. I, I mean, some of them are funny. Like, you know, do you look at a menu and say, okay, you know, like, <laughs> there's, there's some funny ones in there, but, but then it has, it has to keep going. You have to like, okay, you talk about, you know, they have to have a board meeting with, with a giant banquet of food. So, you know, we can see that everyone loves food that eat, that works there, even though that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know, but I yeah. mean that, that passes pretty quickly. The whole the whole beginning really is kind of unnecessary. We don't really need to know why he doesn't, why he has to divorce his his wife. You know, like that she's cheating on yeah. him, and they don't, you know, they don't have the same friends. And I mean, it's fine. There's some, you know. There's well, some I mean, I feel like I you gotta you gotta establish that he's sort of unhappy in his life at that moment, in That's order true. to sort of kick it all to the side during the role in college. Right. Yeah. Because other than that, all we have to go on is his, his dad's words from when he was a kid yeah. saying, if you don't have an education, you got nothing. Right. Which he clearly never really took to heart. <laughs> he didn't. Because he didn't, didn't really come up. education. <laughs> then when he does try, he cheats. Right. Right. <laughs> I found that, that inconsistency a little annoying. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple things that don't really mesh. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. think that this this whole the whole movie was this perfect example of of like eighties materialism, like just like sure. ridiculous spending. Like it, it was almost like it could have been like a David Lee Roth California Girls video sort of mm. thing. Like it just yeah. has that that eighties feel to it. Yeah. That wasn't the original conception. It was it was uh Harold Ramis that that changed it from kind of a, a low level person getting into college to a, a rich person getting into college. I don't know what, hmm. what I mean by low level, but whatever. Um, yeah, that was his suggestion. Like make him a rich guy. And then, you know, they said that they kind of, after, as soon as he had said that, no one could see it any other way. They're like, Oh yeah, I got to do it this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause that, yeah, that, that gives you more freedom to do some more gags, you know, have sure. him, spend money or you know yeah have a chauffeur around and stuff like that yeah but it also changes the the feel of it because well um chaz not chaz um what <laughs> robert downey jr isn't robert downey jr chaz in weird science why do i think chaz no it was ian ian anyway, and this and, and this and derek, derek yeah <laughs> okay so derek is the you know Karl marx kind of guy saying about <laughs> telling us about capitalism and, and yeah. no nukes and all that stuff. And, and so his, his viewpoint would have been suitable e- either way. Yeah. But the way it is, he's like a counterpoint almost to the Thornton melon. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
yeah, how would you make it work if, if he just really wanted to go to school with his, you know, happens to be with his son or, or maybe they, maybe they hadn't written it out that far. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't It'd work. It'd be a totally different movie. It wouldn't really work to me. It wouldn't, if he's not rich, Yeah. none, none of that stuff works. Yeah. Because the stuff that does work, like when he, you know, um, has a major donation to the business school. Okay. We get that. We're like, yeah, we could, he could buy his way into the school. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how if else they, they would have done it. If they if they remade this now, like I would imagine that the Rodney Dangerfield character would be, you know, the Thornton Mellon would be far more attractive. You know, I mean, or, Rodney Dangerfield is such a goofy looking dude, and in this <laughs> movie, you know, he's like he's so popular, everyone loves him. He's the life of the party. It's like, I feel like filmmakers today would have a hard time, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I, I think of it as like, um, casting Paul Giamatti, you know, like who, okay. no one would do that today <laughs> in that role. There's no way they wouldn't do it. Right. It'd be like John Hamm. <laughs> you know, he's a little young maybe, but you know, I don't know. Oh, Straight. what's John? What's John Hamm about to ruin? He's doing a remake of something. <laughs> Fletch. Fletch. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's gonna be horrible. I don't know. I, I I'm cautiously optimistic, I suppose, because I really like John Hamm. From uh, you know, I loved him in Mad Men. He was so good. Mm-hmm. And. Been, he is good. I mean, he I don't is have good. he's a good actor. I like him, and I but I liked him also in his doofiness, his douchey doofy character in Bridesmaids really cracked me up. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm hoping he can find, like, I'm hoping he's capable of, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping, I just hope he surprises everybody because he has been in funny things before and he can be amusing, but like, to, I, and well, I don't even know if it's going to be a comedy exactly because the books aren't really funny exactly. Right. You know, the mo- the movie was a, a big departure from the book series in tone and everything. Once Chevy Chase signed on, it became a totally different thing. Yeah. So I'm I mean, curious Chevy if Chase they ad libbed a lot of yeah his... right. So I'm curious if they sort of rein it in, bring it back to the roots a little bit more. In which case, you know, if the tone is different, then maybe John Hamm's perfect for it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious. I suppose I don't know. I I don't remember Fletch very well, and I don't remember the second one at all. Mm. Oh. You might get your chance to re- <laughs> revisit that. That's true. At least the first one. <laughs> yeah. I, think I borrow your towel. My car hit a water buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie. Uh, <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> all right. Mm. So the school itself. Yeah, I went Grand Lakes University. <laughs> Mostly University filmed, of Wisconsin. Filmed, yeah, filmed at University of Wisconsin-Madison, where, uh, if our listeners do not know, Sam's alma mater. Oh, yeah. Um, they shaped me into the massive I, success. I like, I like to tell people here that, because, um, you know, when you're in New York and you're from Wisconsin and people find that out, they're like, oh, Wisconsin, what's what's up with that or what's going on or I don't know always looking for some way to like connect because people here don't know shit about Wisconsin They're like oh the University of Wisconsin did you go there <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I went to a uh, University of Wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> but then you know like the funny part is that I did get accepted to Madison and I could have went there mm-hmm. and I la- sort of la- not last minute but kind of early on or Sorry, those are two completely <laughs> Not last minute, but really <laughs> early. <laughs> I actually don't remember when, but at one point I decided not to. And the reason was because I found Madison to be a far too intimidating sized city. Hmm. Which kind of, <laughs> kind of is <laughs> ridiculous when you, consider, <laughs> when you consider that two years after I graduated from Oshkosh, I moved to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. I yeah, I was know. in the same boat. I was accepted. I went there and I was like, wow, that's a lot. But I, I think it was just the number, the sheer size of enrollment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Like the size of the school, the number of people was just very intimidating yeah. for me. And I assume After- Grand Lakes is supposed to be a, si- a similar size. And, you know, the first thing to do is like single out this one girl like, oh, man, never get a girl yeah. like her, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's a there's a crowds of people and they're like, oh, but that one girl in the skirt over there, she's the one. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> like okay. Why did why in the hell did they call it Grand Lakes University? Why not call it Great Lakes University? It's it like, probably uh, is a Great Lakes University. I suppose. I think there is. Yeah. Still, uh, I guess. All right. Just seemed odd, like so close to being something tangible, you know, or connected to the real world and. I don't know, whatever. So, I like I. The only times I ever spent there was visiting you, Sam. So I don't have a solid memory of the university itself at all. Like, did you recognize everything? Um, well, not all of mm-hmm. it shot there. Um, some of it shot in Southern California. Well, all um, the diving stuff was shot in California, yeah. right? But right. they they are definitely outside of like the student union area. Um, this this one hill. It, shows up a bunch of times um mm-hmm. bascom hill yeah big green hill um mm-hmm. and then there is building you can see in the background called the red gym so there's an, a lot of things there. i was like oh yeah i remember that i remember that you know he's driving down university avenue with the overpass when he comes into <clears> town <throat> in, in his limo and mm-hmm. you know and right there was your sign that it was a big school because there's like tons of people just walking everywhere as they shoot that yeah um, I mean, Madison, Madison at the time, I think, had about 30,000 undergrad students and another 10 or so of grad students. So it's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all that. But there is a, yeah, Great Lakes University in Michigan. Hmm. But I don't believe they are the Hooters. Why did they pick Hooters? I know, that's weird. Grand Lakes Hooters. Is that just some sort of juvenile um, joke? Is that a joke? I, yeah, I assumed it was. <laughs> the, oh, speaking of sort of uh, cringeworthy shit in the upfront, mm. um, when he walks into the sorority house, thinking it's a fraternity, and he, you know, oh, yeah. he, he, like right. wanders into the bathroom, which was just fucking weird, you know, and opens the shower door. I mean, he doesn't, <laughs> hey, he, he doesn't even know if his son is in this, <laughs> even if it was a fraternity. Hey, he buddy, doesn't know hey, he's buddy. in it. Yeah, it's so, so weird, and that's a naked woman. And then he, then the part that made me cringe was then he he's like oh and he closed it and then he looks again i was like Ugh, gross <laughs> when he says he says you're perfect or yeah something, you're right? perfect yeah. oh like great that, like that forgives it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it again. So, it's so gross yeah i, I like, think that is almost obligatory they're like well we gotta have some boobs it's a college movie so let's yeah. just get the boob, let's get the boobs out of the way yeah and they could go on, go on with the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah oh, well. yeah I guess if they were going to remake this, they would just take the premise of some, you know, dot com or app guy who yeah. made a yeah. who dropped out of who never went to college or dropped mm-hmm. out after the first year or whatever, became rich and then has this regret of wanting to go back and uh, or, or, or some other reason. Or if they wanted to like kind of introduce a, a slightly. You know, it wouldn't have to be diving, but to lean into the sports aspect enough. If it were someone who is it uh, was it LeBron James who was yeah. recruited right out of high school? Yep. You know, someone like that, like a sports superstar who's retired, but is super famous, like you know, the best of the sport he played, recruited right out of high school, never went to college, always regretted it a little bit. Might be interesting because then you really can lean into the sort of the nepotism or the or not the nepotism exactly but like greasing the wheels for their kid kind of thing yeah the other thing that's weird is that it's sort of like there's some anti-intellectualism going on because he's the he's the successful businessman that comes back and then you know he goes to his first class with the, mm-hmm. the dean of the business school and and tells him how how many you know how wrong he is like the real world yeah. you gotta you gotta get zoning and you gotta grease some palms and all that stuff and you know, so it's sort of like saying, well, this isn't, you're not in the real world. You're still a right, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of showing that he, he has knowledge already that he doesn't yeah. need the degree to, to give him this knowledge. But at the same time, like, isn't the whole point is for them to both get through college and get degrees and yeah, <laughs> right. that's the actual point of the movie, right? That's the mm-hmm. plot of the movie. So it's kind of, it's walking that fine line between, you know, the common man and the, you know, yeah. I don't know the upper crust stuff. I don't know. It's weird. It just it'd be one thing if it just played with it, but it just it's it doesn't seem to know exactly where what it wants to do with that. Yeah, and maybe that's because, like you said, 
before. Like where he, you're writing for Roddy Dangerfield. You're, you're writing this this stuff to give him a bunch of good opportunities to use his his one liners and his shtick and and you know I think for the most part the whole movie kind of works in that in that way surprisingly well because yeah it shouldn't like it should just be like cringy about all the all the one liners after a while you should be like well is he talking like what is he doing <laughs> yeah but i think it's it it's um maybe it's just fa- quick enough or whatever it's just enough distraction that you don't think about it too much yeah but i would compare that with easy money we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. i happened to, to watch that i'd never seen it before i watched it a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. it was on a streaming service and it's similar because he's He's a yeah. He's a he's an everyday guy, and he to get inheritance from his mother-in-law, he he can't drink or smoke, or eat fatty foods for an entire year. That's the premise mm. of the movie. And Joe Pesci is like his best buddy or something. It's weird oh. to see Joe Pesci in that. He's really really young Joe Pesci. I don't think I've ever seen Easy Money either. Yeah, it's weird. It's such a weird movie, and yeah, it's yeah. it's um it's 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 like this movie, but everything that works in this movie doesn't work in that movie. Uh. You know, it's just a little too creepy or like, yeah, like he's talk, like he's doing a shtick and to no one or almost. And, and it's not as funny. It doesn't make as much sense. I don't know. It's, it's, but that one was earlier. I think that one was yeah a couple years before. So yeah. yeah. Easy money was 83. Back to school was 86. Well, back to school was easy money. <laughs> oh, it made like close to a hundred million. Yeah, I, I, as I mentioned, it was the sixth highest grossing film of 1986, the second highest film, uh, highest grossing comedy behind uh, Crocodile Dundee. What's crazy is that it's not uh, that it's ahead of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's f- fucked up. Released on, <laughs> released on the same day. They were in direct oh, yeah? competition. Yeah, oh, same I didn't day. realize that. And Ferris wow. Bueller became. Ferris Bueller uh, sure. over time, but yeah. when it came out, people preferred this movie to that to Ferris Bueller. That's crazy. Well, it's, it's so interesting. Who knows what people think? Who knows what people think? <laughs> 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 I guess you can't argue with that. <laughs> I was trying to think of what. Um, what I know, like what I know, who Sally Kellerman is. I know I've seen her in lots of things, but I'm trying to like sort of, you know, pinpoint the role that I think of or the role that most uh, hmm. I associate her with, or just any role at all. Because when I was watching this, I knew which, I knew her name. Like, oh, that's Sally Kellerman, right? I knew that. What's she in? Couldn't think of a damn thing. I know I've seen her in lots of things. Mesh. Couldn't think of anything. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like okay. when I was going through it again, I was like, oh, right, she was in Mash. She's I hot. She was a She's, double up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, she's hot lips. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was. I thought we haven't we talked about her before. Find anything in her filmography. I, I don't know. Maybe she just you came know, up and. Maybe it's the other movie review podcast I do. Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah. Bizarro looking, one of the Bizarro. Broadcast. I don't see. I can't. I don't think I've seen any. I've seen. I'm looking at her. Filmography. I don't know if I've seen any of them. Meatballs three, three for the road. Someone to love. You can't hurry love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving violations. So maybe I've seen that. I've seen that. Uh, what is she in? Is she in like? What is it? Mother Jugs and Speed or something like that. Or that old. Uh, yeah. Bill Cosby movie. Yeah. I don't know if she's in that. That's is she? Life? <laughs> We're perplexed by the career of Sarah really Kellerman. Well, she I was in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> there you go. Which, <laughs> which you've never seen that's a single what, episode of. Oh, The Player. Maybe that's... Maybe yeah. I think it, I think of her... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming mm. it's because she's has such a memorable face. Yeah. Her she voice. has that constant smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah smirky smile thing going on there yeah i I liked her i like that about her character like she she she's so funny as an actress she was really very successful in making it okay to like stand up a guy for dinner you know right 
<laughs> you know, to you know, and sort of like that's why I found that the scene with the hot tub a little rang a little false a little bit because they weren't really a thing. She's still like, oh, I've got a date with Philip, <laughs> you know, right? But well, also, if you if you're into Philip, if you even have one date with Philip, then why would you be into Thornton Miller? Right, right, right. And the fact that she was offended because he was in a hot tub with four young, scantily clad women. You know, it, everything in this movie, she's so laid back. She's like, oh, Philip, yeah. why don't we just have fun? You know? Right. And she sells it really well. <laughs> yeah. And then that happened. I was like, I don't know. I feel like that, that's kind of going against her character a little bit. Well, whatever. I agree. That's Doesn't why matter. you need to have a bed folding laundry. But but anyway, so her <laughs> yeah exactly, but her performance up until then is so happy go lucky. Like I totally bought it. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone would ever be upset with her about anything ever. Being mm-hmm. stood up for dinner, just like oh shit. All right, well you know, hey. <laughs> yeah. Has Kurt Vonnegut ever been in another movie? Yes, one. They somebody made a movie of one of his books, and he was in that in that movie. I couldn't tell you which one. It's not one of the. It's not like a Slaughterhouse Five or one of the big ones. Uh, I know there oh, is a Breakfast of Champions. I don't think it's that one either. So he's in Mother Night. Mother looks Night. looks like maybe just like a non-speaking cameo role. Which uh, interesting bit of synchronicity was directed by Keith Gordon. Yes, I saw that. Um, and that then kind of cool, he has a cameo in Breakfast of Champions. Oh, he uh, is in Breakfast of Champions. Which That's, stars okay. Bruce Willis. I and still haven't seen that. I read the it's book. Not, but it's I, not a good movie. Yeah. I can't imagine that as a movie. The it's, book it's, all, it's such an unfilmable yeah. book. Yeah. You know, like, like most of his books are. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, I love that book. And it's like, how do you make this into a movie? I mean, at least Mother Night has a plot. Hmm. You know, Breakfast of Champions doesn't. Anyway. All right. But hey, so you back said, to school, at least he got a line. <laughs> he did have a line, yes. Yeah. You you said last time, you're like, I don't even know if he has a line. And yeah. He has to, he gets one line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty boring. Like, I'm here to see Thornton Mellon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know if it's germane, but for our listeners out there, I consider Kurt Vonnegut, or I, I, I would say Kurt Vonnegut is one of my, probably my top five writers of all time. I've read all his books at least once. He's pretty cool. Did you re- read that crazy one in when humans become um, marine animals? They yes. like sort of evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Galapagos something or other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was interesting. Yep. I've read a lot of his books. I've read a handful of his books two or yeah. three times. Some of them are great. Some of them are like, eh. some are all right. But always interesting. Yeah, I don't see teaching him in a class either. It's like, wait a minute, because <laughs> he's kind of a. Well, we don't have we don't have to go down this road. We don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to know who the other four are. <laughs> yeah, right. We could talk about this for a while. Yeah. All right. All do right. we do all the stuff we need to do? Like, if we're gonna remake it, make it with uh, an athlete. I think Cohen said and. I don't see why you'd want to watch this if you're a kid. It'd be kind of yeah. lame or just not interesting. <laughs> lame. The, oh, one thing we didn't discuss is the director. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who the hell is he? <laughs> yeah, which I, I, I don't <laughs> think I'd really ever... I, I, I didn't... I, could, I never heard of him. Like, I never placed the name. But I looked up... You know, I looked him up and I've... I saw... Have you seen any of his movies? I saw Moving. Richard Pryor? Yeah. Yeah, Only okay. because it was Richard Pryor in 1988. Anything starring Richard Pryor, I'm sure I would just watch automatically. And then <laughs> after that, like, I'm almost certain I did not see Police Academy Mission to Moscow. My completism ends there. <laughs> what is that, like, number seven? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know which one that is. Uh, I don't even have the energy to look it up. It's way up. It's up yeah, there. It's, yeah, way up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dog shit for sure. And so, everything else is like music videos, TV movies. Oh, girls just want to have fun. Oh, did he do that? 
I don't. I said that with a, way too much enthusiasm, but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. He did that one. It's uh, what's the, uh, Sarah Jessica Sarah, Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker and yeah. Helen Hunt, maybe. Um, and they just want to like get into a dance contest. It's it's yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I don't. I'm pretty. I must have seen that. I'm sure I've seen it. I have no memory of it though at all. I think it's in Chicago too. It's filmed in Chicago. Uh, whatever it's pretty forgettable but that and this that's about it for his notable films yeah i mean i i I don't know if i mentioned this when we're talking about sort of some of the issues with the story of this but um you know the writing credit is seven people and that that was interesting yeah that never bodes well (laughs) well is that even allowed anymore i thought you can only do three now i don't know i thought the max was three you could put on a screenplay yeah, maybe. I mean, well, maybe well, here. I mean, there's also story by, like story by and, yeah. and, and written by or screenplay by are, are two different credits. Right. So this, you know, this is a combination. There's, uh, is there three people credited with story by and four people credited with screenplay by? Yeah. Yeah. And and like and it's two. It's, you know, it's like a. Well, maybe you know, they, they use they use an ampersand to separate partners, writing partners, and they use and oh. to separate like completely different people okay so for this it's like a group of three and a group of two you know which is peter uh uh trockve however you say it and harold ramus yeah and since harold ramus is executive producer maybe they didn't have to count him as a writer necessarily oh you just reminded me of something that no one double up also but but yeah uh the production manager on this movie is a dude named chuck russell who directed one of the most entertaining of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, which was part three, Dream mm. Warriors. We know you love that. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Good old Chuck. That's all I got. All right. Anything else? Yeah, where are we going next? I don't know. Where are we going? When are we going? How are we going? Okay, we're going to, since I didn't come up with anything better, I'm going to go back to the one I did not that we did not choose <laughs> when I did my little stupid game. Um, so you already know it is 1981. It is, it is a fantasy adventure movie. Um, is I, it, is it uh, the dark crystal? It is not the dark crystal. Although that's, that is definitely on the list. Hmm. I feel like that might be is a it legend. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not going to pick legend. Oh, well. You can pick that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe I should. It's. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it just because I haven't seen it. I've only seen it once, and it was, you know, at your house. And I remember being like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> but that was kind of normal experience. I go to Cohen's house, and I'd be like, "What the hell are we watching?" <laughs> yeah, it's par for the course. <laughs> you know, oh, what are we watching today? Oh. Hotel Hell. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one, uh, I don't know what else. Well, I guess they did you, Time Bandits. It's pretty yeah. obscure, and I and this is not one. I I almost didn't pick this because it's not one I remember from from being a kid. Hmm. I, I've seen. It, I saw it later, and um, but it's in. You know, it's it's definitely people we've seen and. Uh, I'll give you one hint. It uh, has effects by Industrial Light and Magic. Is it Willow? No, Willow's later, wasn't it? Yeah. I have a feeling it's a movie that we watched at Cohen's house. Hmm. It's like one of those, um, like, Clash of the Titans type movies. Oh, is it Clash of the Titans? It is not. Hmm. That's we're, a good guess. We're getting closer, though. Yeah. It's more hmm. like that. Um, well, I think less... Um, well, no. You know, it's, it's creature related, for sure. I think that's all I, I got for that time period. I don't, okay, I don't think Come I know on. anything else. This Come is on. not one that any of us. I don't. I don't remember watching it together. Obviously, I hadn't seen it. So, um, the director is some guy named Matthew Robbins. Hmm. Um. The the main character is also has a small part in Ghostbusters two. If that helps. <laughs> um, That's a sign when the main character, the main character <laughs> a few years later has a small part in a bad sequel. 
All right. Um, well, it's Peter. That's Peter McNichol. Is who I'm thinking of. The guy that does the, you know, he's like at the art museum. Yeah. I don't. Know, with a weird sure accent. Yeah, with a weird accent. Yeah. So he's, he's Peter McNichol's the. Kind of the lead. Yeah, he is the lead. Really? <laughs> I couldn't even begin to imagine. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, what is it? So, yeah. Dragon Slayer. Uh, <laughs> I remember it's a video game, right? No, that's Dragon Slayer. Oh, Dragon Slayer, yeah. What was Dragon Slayer? Dragon I'm... Although, yeah, it sounds exactly like Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer? Dragon Slayer. Hmm. Have I ever seen that? Um, Matthew Evans, he he is a uh, sorcerer's apprentice. I remember the I poster. Feel like you picked this exact movie. <laughs> what? It's a, is he an apprentice thief who <laughs> sneaks out of prison at the beginning? Uh, just, Wait, I don't who? know. Remind, it's reminding me of. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit, and it's got some Lady Hawk qualities to it. Have you seen this before? I've seen it, yes. Oh, I haven't. I, I, I saw it later in life. I don't know too. if I have. And I'm not, that's, I'm not going to give you any value judgments because why should I? Especially, <laughs> especially if I'm the only one that's seen it, then. then I've like heard of it and I remember the fresh. poster. Now that I'm looking at the poster, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't think I've I will ever say seen that it, though. I will say that the industrial light and magic, it was not. It was in the early days, you know. Yeah. That's the Star Wars. That's the Lucas Company. Sure. Eh, I don't know if that's. It's it's definitely not up to like Star Wars quality <laughs> sure. effects. So just be warned. So, I mean, I don't want to get too into it. You, wait, you have seen it or you haven't? <laughs> I have seen it. Yes. Do you remember it? Yeah. Yeah. Does some kind of reason. Does anything to do with dragons? Um, scales being used as a shield? Mm, possibly. Because then maybe... I have a weird memory of something <laughs> like that, so maybe I have seen it. Don't be if that's in it, it for if me. If that's in it. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, also, I just, like, we were on a 80s... Or still on the 80s, obviously, but um, we were doing a lot of comedies, and, and you know, I just wanted a, a detour. It's time to not laugh. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of laughs in this movie. Maybe a couple. So. All right. All right. So. Uh, Dragon Slayer. Is there any way you can watch this movie? <laughs> yeah. Is it possible? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what have I done now? Uh, uh, you can buy it from YouTube or You can Amazon. buy a VHS for $600 on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> You can rent it from Amazon. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, I have that. Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. That's. I think that was one of the reasons I picked it. I knew I, I had it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I have Paramount Plus for watching soccer, but yeah. Sweet. I get some value out of it. All right. Well, uh, you call it soccer. Great. It's soccer. All right. Uh, so, oh, that's enough movie buff. Yeah, this has been back to school. Next up, Dragon Slayer. Apparently, our best review yet. <laughs> oh, by far. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I got a podcast. <laughs>